0: I'm Joe Tower and you're listening to Tales of Male Folly, a storytelling podcast based on the Los Angeles live show of the same name. The live show features a lineup of four performers, all male, telling true stories that put the embarrassment and shame back into being a man. Each episode of this podcast will feature one new story by one new storyteller, recorded live at one of our past shows and presented to you here and now as is. I promise what you're about to hear is totally unedited and unfucked with. If you're ever in the L.A. area, you should check out our website, talesofmalefolly.com, for more info as well as upcoming event dates and times. You can also find us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can't find us on Twitter because, well, fuck Twitter. All right, enough small talk. Let's get on with the folly. I'm going to say a terrible thing about Zach No Towers. It is much to my displeasure that I have really never actually had the privilege of meeting this amazing dude in person. And we even sort of have the same last name. He's just like the plural version. Now, if you don't know, Zach is a stand-up who was just recently named one of the top young comedians to watch in LA. He's an incredible performer, and in my absence as host from the March 2017 show at The Virgil, he left such an indelible impression on the audience that people were emailing me about it for weeks. So, for this time around, we're all gonna sit back and put our feet up together and enjoy Zach No Towers' tale of male folly for the first time. A story of music, drugs, and death from a faraway land known as Coachella. This is Zach Towers' tale of male folly.
2: Hey guys, um, I'm Zach. Uh, I've been sober now for a little over a year. Uh, no, don't clap. Don't stand. Don't. No, no, stop. No, no, <laughs> guys. Um, no, but um, I used to be a heavy drinker and drug user. Um so when I tell people I'm sober, one of the first things they ask me is like, you know, what was your rock bottom? And um if I don't have time or I don't want to talk to the person, I'll just be like my 20s. Um but since I have you captive for a few minutes and they've given me a microphone, I'm going to tell a story about Coachella 2012. Um and like any good Coachella story, it's going to be about music, drugs, and death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's Coachella 2012, day three, and all I want to do is see David Guetta. I'm sorry. (laughs) Garbage person. I told you I was a drug addict. Um, so, um, that's all I want to do, but my friends have decided that, uh, we're going to take all of the drugs we have left over from the weekend. Relatable so far? Yes. All of us. Cool. Um, no, so uh, we wake up and right off the bat, we start with a uh, weed and Adderall, which I hesitate in adding to the list of drugs I took that day because I feel like weed and Adderall are like LA sober. <laughs> like most of you are on one of them right now. <laughs> and if you're not, you're lying. Um, no, but uh, the first real drug we did was um, shrooms in smoothies. Um So, if I'm being honest, like, I had done shrooms before, but I had never really gotten the full effect. Like, I had never, like, seen gremlins in the carpet or, like, talked to trees. Um, But this time was not the case. So, uh, we had hired this woman uh, to drive us from our our house to the Coachella grounds. Because when you're doing lots of illegal drugs, safety first. Um... So this woman, uh, Janet, came to pick us up in her minivan. And how do I describe Janet? Um, Janet was like a soccer mom who couldn't handle her coke. Um, do you can't be. Can you picture Janet? Janet liked to like drive with like a beer between her knees. And Janet laughed at her own jokes. And Janet said things like, "The gays love me," um, and we didn't. Um, But um, we're driving and I know the shrooms are like starting to hit me because she's just going like 100 miles per hour down this like Indio road, going in and out of traffic. And as I'm watching her like black, greasy hair fly in the wind, I think to myself, what if those are snakes and I just took shrooms at the wrong time to deal with the situation? So I, like, calmly asked my friend, like, hey, Charlie, you know Medusa? Was she a real person? And Charlie, like, ratted me out immediately. He's like, Zach's fucked up. And my other friend was like, that's what he gets for eating those shit shrooms. Now, this is where I rewind to Coachella day one. I went to the porta-potties and found a fanny pack. In that fanny pack was... Uh, $11 cash, weight, a small baggie of shrooms, and Dr. Pepper lip smackers. I say the Dr. Pepper lip smackers part because because of that, I thought this person was my spirit animal and it would be safe to take those shrooms. So anyway, I'm fully tripping. My friends aren't there yet. Janet's a horrible bitch. Um, we pull over to get gas and, um, it takes about 30 seconds for a stranger to come up and ask me if I'm okay. Um, which I don't know if you know, like concert, like festival etiquette, but it takes a lot to ask a stranger if they're okay. Like you have to be eating grass or like bleeding from your face for another person to like give a fuck what's going on with you. And I don't think I was doing either of those two. So I just calmly explained to the stranger, I think... Ursula from The Little Mermaid is driving me in a hearse to my untimely death. Um, And I'm really bummed because I wanted to see David Guetta. And they were like, let's find your friends. Um, (laughs) So he returns me to my friends. We get to the um, Coachella grounds, get through security. I don't know how. And I made a beeline for the juice stand. Has anybody heard that orange juice will get rid of your shroom trip? It's not true. (laughs) Um, Four glasses of orange juice later, all I got rid of was $32. (laughs) So now it's time to do acid. And um, you guys will be so proud. I politely declined um, or screamed, what are you doing to me? Um, And passed on the acid. But at this point, I'm pretty dehydrated. So I go to get a beer. Um, I'm standing in line and at least one of the benefits of being on shrooms for me is um, feeling like everyone is staring at you Um, so I'm staying there and I'm pretty sure that there is for sure one person really staring at me and I know in my heart it's Satan Um, (laughs) but I finally get up the courage to look and guys it's Liza Dietrich from high school Liza Dietrich, who I did Model UN with in high school. And Model UN Liza would have been really mad that I was on shrooms. But this Liza seemed to be really excited to see me. She runs over. She hugs me. We start talking. She's trying to figure out what I've been up to for the the past five years. I'm trying to figure out if she's a human. (laughs) And then out of nowhere, she grabs me by both my arms, looks deep into my soul, and says did you hear Adam Gaffney died? Yeah. Um, And like Adam Gaffney was the little brother of one of my good friends from high school and I had not heard that he died. And like, yeah, oh no. Um, It's like at the time I didn't understand what the color purple was. So I really couldn't figure out what death was either. Um, But I knew I was supposed to be sad and it was like hitting me slowly and in waves. So I like, hugged Liza goodbye, pretty sure I, like, curtsied. (laughs) All what I thought to be natural behavior. Um, And then ran back to my friends. Um, So my friends are, like, obviously high out of their minds, and I've made it a point now to pluck each one of them from the clouds and bring them down with my horrible news. So I'm bumming everyone out, and my friend pulls me aside, and he's like, you should take this. Um, and it was sassafras. Has anybody done sassafras? It's the healthy version of Molly. Is the pitch I was given, um, which fuck you guys. And Molly's the healthy version of uh, ecstasy, right? Everyone can just die. Um, but I, 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 I did, um, I did take it, um, and, and um, that friend was right. Like uh, I started to feel better, and then I started to feel really great. And then I started to kind of feel too great. Um, and then my, like, temperature dropped. And, like, the, the, the color, like, left my face. My arms went numb. And my chest started to really hurt. So I did what anybody else would do. I um, quietly excused myself, told my friends I would meet them later, and then went off to die. Because, like, again, festival etiquette says do not bring the group down. So I go to the porta-potties where it all began. (laughs) I, like, find one in the back and I lock myself in and I brace myself and wait for death. Um, And I just, you know, think about, like, you know, is Janet going to miss me? Um, (laughs) Is Adam Gaffney mad at me? Um, all these things. And then, as I'm breathing in that shitty porta potty air, out in the distance, I hear this quietly start for the music cue from Flash. The David Guetta Club Banger featuring Sia. And guys, it must have been the last drug I needed because I took a few more deep breaths, got my bearings, and I went out to enjoy what I now know is the shittiest music in the world. And that's my Coachella story. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening. Our
0: live show is produced every other month at the Virgil in Los Angeles by me, Joe Tower, with the help of Brian Weiss and Alex Credet. It's presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. This podcast is produced by me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, and also for subscription on SoundCloud, along with a bunch of other great podcast content as part of the Extra Credit Network. If you liked what you heard here, please subscribe and rate us. Or if you hated what you heard here and want us to fuck off, leave us a review and tell us what we can do better. If you'd like to contact us, or if you have a story to tell in spoken or written form, you can email us at talesandmailfolly at gmail.com. Oh, and one last time, you can find us online at www.talesandmailfolly.com.